Hello and welcome to And Let's Be Heard for Friday, June 9th, 2023. I'm Mike Kachapoli. All right, we have made it to Friday. We're at the end of the week. <clears throat> and it's been an interesting week, especially the last couple of days, huh? Well, I'm yeah, still in the Miami area. And uh, I don't see anyone here. You know, I don't think anyone really cares. I think most people don't care about Trump very much. I think it's already we people who love him and he can do no wrong. And then there are people who can't stand him and want him to go away. <laughs> Those are basically the two groups, right? Basically, the two groups are people who love him and he can do no wrong and the people who hate him and they want him to go away. And that's it, basically. So um, I don't think there are many undecideds at this point. Once again, which is why I brought up yesterday when the uh, indictment was handed down that to say that <clears throat> this wins him more votes in the primary is kind of silly, right? Because if you're on Trump's side, you're on Trump's side. You've been on Trump's side for quite a while, right? I mean, you've been on Trump's side for a very long time. So it's hard you know, to believe that there are any new people who are now deciding, well, now, now I'm definitely going to vote for Donald Trump, right? Because he was indicted a second time. You know, the, the, the first time, eh, I don't know. It didn't, it didn't really get me excited. But the second time he's indicted, I'm definitely going to vote for him or against him. Doesn't make any sense to me. There's no, there's no common sense or logic where that's concerned, right? I mean, you, People by now have made their decision on Donald Trump. So I don't think the indictments help him or hurt him. I really don't. <clears throat> Overall, I think these indictments obviously help him in the Republican primary because his supporters see it as a witch hunt, right? And they want to get their revenge. They want to back him. And then there are the, the people who don't like him, you know, see it as a, cro a crook. And now their belief that he's a crook, right? They have now been verified by two indictments. So it's a, uh, yeah, hey, uh, a Karthik, I just came on. Let me talk for a minute. Let me do my monologue. Give me a break, you know, but then I'll put you on for sure. Don't worry about it. Have some patience, young man. Have some patience. Have some patience. Um, so I, I think, once again, people want to make a big deal out of everything that happens. Oh, this is definitely going to win him the primary. But I think it's kind of ridiculous. I really do. But I do believe that there's no doubt that all of this hurts him in a general election, you know, when you bring in independence into the fold. When you bring in independence into the fold, they don't like indictments, all right? <laughs> in general, independents don't like drama, and indictments are drama. That's what it comes down to. Indictments are drama. So this is, once again, I think the lines in the sand are there. We have the lines in the sand drawn. That's it. And so I think Trump's not going to get any new voters or any new detractors. Okay. But once again, I think the point needs to be made. 
The point needs to be made. Now, uh, John Bolton came out today and said Trump should resign. That is not going to hurt him in a Republican primary, right? Because John Bolton's a war hawk. He's a neocon. He is the opposite of draining the swamp. And, you know, Trump brought him in to supposedly drain the swamp. But now John Bolton's saying, for the good of the party, drop out. Now, I know what John Bolton's saying, the same thing I'm saying. You're going to hurt us in a general election. If, if, the, if your cult carries you through this primary, you are a dead candidate walking come the general election. So for the good of not, the, not just the party, the country, right? If you, Donald Trump, believe that another four years of Biden and, of course, at some point within that four years, probably very early on, Kamala Harris is dangerous, then you would want to drop out now for the better of the country, right? But we know Donald Trump doesn't give two shits about the country, he gives many shits about Donald Trump. So that's what it comes down to. So forget about 20 million Republicans can come out and say he should drop out. He's not dropping out. He's not. doesn't matter who comes out and says he should drop out. His friends, his enemies, doesn't matter. He ain't dropping out. There's no chance. Zero. Zero. Um, so politically, people think, OK, I'm going to be on the right side of history. I'm going to come out and publicly say, oh, he should be wrong. He should be dropping out now. It doesn't matter. He's not going to drop out. There's zero chance of him dropping out. So uh, in, a, in a bit, there was a, an article written in the Washington Examiner uh, today, and it's titled, Conservatives, Aren't You Sick of Trump's Nonsense? And I think it makes a good point. It really does. That the guy brings drama wherever he goes. All right. And we can talk about the witch hunt. We can talk about the the, the FBI, the crooked FBI, the crooked Department of Justice, the way it's not handed out evenly justice and all of that stuff. But there's something about Donald Trump that brings all of this on himself, right? There's something about Donald Trump where this bring, he brings all of this on himself. And it's after a while, it's like not really coincidence anymore. It's the way he is. It's, it's you know, where there's smoke, there's fire. So it's everything around him is a disaster. Who needs four years of this? Four more years. We already had four. So we don't need four more years of Biden-Harris, right? Or any combination thereof. But we certainly don't need four more years of Donald Trump, period. We don't need four more years of either of them. So I'll, I'll get to that. We're also going to talk about – I want to go through my – Lineup because I know Karthik is going to ask me. The first thing he's going to ask me is, "What are you going to talk about?" So I'm actually going to answer that question in advance, and then we'll let him come on and see what else he has to add. Um, if he can add stuff that's not just you know boring, but that Blue Jays pitcher who apologized for uh, for saying things that made sense. Basically, he apologized. He he shared some Christian video and he said things that made sense. And the woke mob in Toronto and, of course, the Blue Jays organization made him apologize. And once again, I've talked about this. We have to stop giving the left everything they want. We have to stop kneeling to the woke mob. Why? Because then they'll just want more and more. And what we're seeing now with this uh, Anthony Bass, the Toronto pitcher, well, he's been sent down to the minors or released. He's been designated for assignment. He, after this long apology tour where he bent the knee to everybody. You see, it wasn't good enough. It's never good enough. This is why you can't do it. We'll talk about that. We'll also talk about um, 
Jamie Foxx and that whole situation. As an article is written today in another fake news medium called Wonderwall, where the fuck Wonderwall is, and uh, where they totally, it's total propaganda about the vaccine, total propaganda. And once again, they won't stop lying about the vaccine until we put them in jail, until we make them, until we punish them for what they did for three years, they're going to continue to lie about it and get away with it. Why wouldn't they? We're not holding their feet to the fire. We're not. Uh, A California bill, listen to this, will punish parents who don't affirm their child's gender identity. I don't think I need to say any more about that, but we'll talk about it. And also we'll talk a little bit about Mr. Uh, uh, Ron DeSantis. And he actually came out. And once again, this is almost like the exact opposite of bending the knee to the woke liberals. DeSantis cannot bend the knee to the Trump MAGA crowd because he came out, he gave a great statement defending Trump. Why so zealous in pursuing Trump? Why are you so zealous in one way justice, right? It's not fair. And when I'm president, I'll make sure this kind of thing doesn't happen. You see, that wasn't good enough for the MAGA crowd. That was not good enough for the MAGA crowd because God forbid he mentioned that he might want to be president again. So you can't bend your knee to the woke left and you can't, you can't bend your knee to cults. You have to stand up to cults, go through them, destroy them. We'll talk about all that stuff. But, but we have Karthik waiting so patiently, so patiently. And he's cursing at me. Should I put him on? I'll be nice. You cursing at me. What's, What's up, Mike? I wasn't actually mad. I just wanted to get your attention. That's all. Do you have Tourette's syndrome? Oh, I thought you had some. I thought you had maybe texting Tourette's. No, no, I wasn't mad, man. I just because it's been a while. I wanted to say hi. Mm. You know so where I am? Re- yeah, here you are, and here I am. But no, no, do you know where I am physically? Um, did you move? No. Why am I on at eight o'clock Pacific, eleven Eastern? Why am I on so early? I don't know. Did you so you're still in the same place then? I can't believe this. I've been on all week. You don't come on. You don't. No, you know, I feel I, like I feel like um, uh, Marlon Brando in The Godfather. You don't call. You don't ask me for a cup of coffee. You don't ask me over the talk. Mike, the reason why I wanted to call you was to say thanks for finally listening to me because I kept telling you. Remember, I kept telling you you got to move early, it's like eight thirty or nine or whatever. You know, because eleven. That's not why I did it. You're not listening. Well, re- well, whatever I'm, the reason was, you finally listened to me and did the right. Because I'm on the east coast. You. I'm in. I'm in Florida. That's why. Oh, so I'm you... on Eastern time. So that's why it's three hours earlier. Well, whatever. It's fine. <laughs> Same thing. It's I really, see, yeah. Hey, I don't, see, I don't see 500 people in the room. Get me people in the room, buddy, if you want me to be on Mike, give it time, man. You just started at the same Oh, give it time. This is my, I'm almost 400 fucking shows in this joint. Well, it's, you're still new at this time, though, 8 p.m. Pacific. Anyway, I, I did invite my uh, 100-plus followers or whoever I have following me. So I did my part. I I have 110, I think, something like that. Um, so yeah, yeah, you know, I did my part. Uh, have you been here? I've been to Florida a long, long time ago. Um, a long, long time ago. Yeah, I think I was in. Yeah, I, I went to Orlando and then for Disney World. You know, oh, I when I was when I was a kid. Um, and then I went to uh, uh, Saint Petersburg, Saint Saint Petersburg, yeah, because I have some uh, family there. Do you say St. Petersburg? No, no, I, I, oh, okay. I, I accidentally, it was an accident. St. <laughs> Petersburg. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I was there a long time because I don't really remember it much. Um, right, right. Yeah, so have you moved there or are you just visiting? No, I'm just visiting. My, my, my mother lives down here. 
Oh, your mom does. Okay. Yeah. So I, I thought I'd come down for a week or two and just hang out. And, oh, it's uh, yeah. hard to have somebody uh, older than you. What did you say? Yes, my mother is older than me. Isn't that amazing? I, no, no, I was saying because you seem so old to me, man. I was, it's hard to imagine somebody that's older than you. Are you serious? You know, this guy, this you know, guy, you know, I'm just, uh, fuck. this guy here, this guy, let me um, tell you, let me tell you something. Whenever I'm in Florida, I feel like I have like Tony Montana, Scarface coming on. So you better watch out, buddy. You better watch out. Whatever. Don't I, fucking not... mess with me, man. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so you have um, seen Scarface, I, haven't you? No, nah, I'm too young for that. Oh, I, I can't believe this. I, I can't, I, 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 I just, it's stunning. I, I, I haven't seen yeah. many old. Nothing. There's nothing called stream. He doesn't know streaming. He doesn't know streaming. No, I, I'm not really into gangster movies, to be honest. Like, so I, I don't know why I'd want to see. Scar- a- a- Andrew is asking how old you are. Uh, I'm younger than you, Andrew. That's all that matters. Um, <laughs> you can't give a straight answer. You like? Uh, you no, like Mike. Bug. I've said my age on here many times. I know he has said so his he- age. He's he's 19. You said no, I'm definitely not 19. I'm definitely older than 19. Uh, but no, I, I, I got to go soon, man. Um, oh, but, you have to go because you're 19. You have to go to bed. No, I'm not. No, I mean, okay, ha- have you seen uh, 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 any movies recently? Uh, I've seen what? No, no, because, you know, I, I you know it's Friday, and I usually do uh, film reviews yeah, on what Friday, happened? but I've been on the road, so I didn't see it. I don't. You know, some people when they go on vacation, they see movies. I I can't do that. Oh, I, I agree. Like, I I I don't know why you'd go on vacation to watch a movie. Like movies, like meant to be seen, you know, in your home theater. Right. I mean, you, you're gonna go like to like South Florida, and you're gonna sit in a movie theater for three hours. I'm like, no. there are like some like special movie theaters. There, there's like uh, luxury movie theaters. So I guess maybe that, Matt. You know, but anyway, besides that, um, so okay, so I just saw the uh, a Little Mermaid, the live action one, recently. Yeah, and I thought it was okay, but um, so I actually haven't seen most of the Disney classics, like the, the animated ones from like decades ago. Mm-hmm. But um, watching this live action Little Mermaid made me want to see the cartoon one from 1989. Right, and dude, I fucking love that man. Like I'm like, cause I, cause I haven't seen most of the Disney classics, but now I got to watch them all because I fucking loved um, the Little Mermaid with Ariel, you know. Little so, Mermaid with Ariel. Oh yeah. I, I, have you yeah. seen the Little Mermaid cartoon? Uh, I have not seen the Little Mermaid cartoon. No. You not gotta the, watch the cartoon. It's fucking not fantastic. Cartoon. Is it? Yeah. Oh, all right. No, because I, I I I just saw Snow White and that was okay. You know, it's a little boring, but whatever. Um, but no, I I cause I'm gonna see uh, Beauty and the Beast and Cinderella and um, Sleeping Beauty and and some uh, uh, other ones that I can't name right now. Yeah, well, oh, are you looking forward to Oppenheimer? I, I'm not. I don't know if I'm looking forward to it, but I'm. I'm going to watch it. Okay, it's really being. Hyped. I have the uh, Regal uh, un- un- Unlimited card. Yeah, I have the AMC Unlimited card. Okay, cool. But the thing is that it's been so overhyped. This movie. Do you know they're selling? They're, not only they've been promoting it for a year uh, in trailers and theaters. Do you know they're selling tickets already? It doesn't open for five more weeks. Uh, no, that's pretty common because I actually watch a lot of movies, and usually I see like tickets sell like at like sometimes even like six weeks ahead. So I'm not even surprised by that. You see, Andrew said he was interested before the hype. He doesn't like all the hype. You know, well, there was a lot of hype because it cost so much money. So they're really needing to, you know, it has to make a lot of money because they use these incredibly expensive IMAX 
cameras to make the movie. And so it's, it's going to be, I think it's going to be like something that's a big, it has to be a summer blockbuster. And they're hoping, you know, movies like this and the Tom Cruise movie bring people back to movie theaters. That's what they want to do. That's why movie companies are putting so much money into some movies now because they want to get people back in. So, yeah, most of these uh, big budget movies, you know, like the Marvel movies or whatever, they usually uh, need to make about two and a half times to be profitable. Yes, exactly. For all the movie experts that I listen to, like John Campia and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Exactly. So, uh, besides Oppenheimer, because I am a huge Christopher Nolan fan. Like, I'm a huge mm-hmm. Batman fan, obviously. Yeah. Um, but uh, so besides that movie, what, what, what others do you want to see this summer? I don't know. I, I can't think of any off the top of my head right now. You're not going to go to Mission Impossible? I thought you like. I guess so. I guess. Hey, did you see there was a photo of the three time Tom Cruise's three body doubles, his stuntmen, and they look exactly like Tom Cruise. These are three different people. They're not brothers. They're not related. And they all. It was incredible photo. They had they had a party after the film wrapped, and it was his three stunt doubles, and they looked just like him. It's, it's, you have to see this car thick. It's on, it's on the internet. It's on the interweb. It's actually incredible how much maybe, they all look like Tom Cruise. Uh, maybe they got plastic surgery at the Scientology Madhouse, you know? That like, could be. He might have made them get plastic surgery. Yeah, they got <laughs> it at the Scientology. How, how, do you sure. find, wait, how do you find three people in general that look just like Tom Cruise, but three people who are stuntmen that look like Tom Cruise? How's that possible? You know, I think you're right to... This might be a, a conspiracy theory, but you might be right, Carl. I think maybe he makes them get. Well, I don't even think it's a conspiracy theory because conspiracy is a crime, and then this, and I'm just saying it's voluntary plastic surgery for a lot of money. That's not really a conspiracy, but yes, I get what you're saying. I'm going to say you're right because there's no way it could be a coincidence. You're not going to find three guys like that. No, so I'm sure I think Tom Cruise right. has a lot of money. You know, like he probably has hundreds of millions of dollars. Don't you think that should be illegal, though? Plastic surgery? Well, no, making people get it. Did he make it or just heavily incentivize them to get it? Well, either way. Now you're sounding like the vaccine thing, the vaccine people. Did we make you get it? No, no, come on, man. Come on, Mike. Let's not. Don't. No one should be forced to do anything medically or surgery. I will not tolerate this defamation of you, of me. I mean, you defaming me, you know, whatever. I'm not defaming you. What are you talking about? So, uh, uh, are you excited yeah. for the debate upcoming soon? I'm very excited to talk about the debate with you in two months. I'm you mean the uh, Republican presidential debate in August? Yeah, yeah, yeah. the primaries. What other debates were we talking about? There are no what's, your, what's your take on the latest indictment? Um, I don't really give a shit, honestly, because we both know that nothing's going to happen. Like, cause obviously, it's not going to really affect Trump in the election, in the primary, because you know, who's going to vote for him is going to vote for him and who isn't, isn't. And then, like, there's no chance that he's actually going to jail. Most... He would just pay like a heavy fine, but he has money. It's fine. He's, he, he's going to be fine either way. Sure, it'll, you know, bring shame, but he has already had people hit him. So it doesn't really change anything. Here's if, my question. Just if being I were, objective, it doesn't change yeah, much. If I were doing the first debate, here's my question. President Trump, you've been indicted twice now, once on the state level in New York and once federally. Why should voters believe that with those indictments hanging over your head, you have a real chance to win the general election against Joe Biden? That's a good question. 
Uh, kind of, but um, but everyone is, knows it's a witch hunt. Everyone knows. Everyone. Uh, knows. Mike, oh, dude, I'm so tired of these horrible Trump imitations. Uh, my per- impersonations are good. Uh, they the both suck. Uh, I, the only they good do. one I've heard is uh, Jamie Foxx. That's the only good one I've heard. Trump imitation. Oh, you brought up Jamie Foxx. We're going to talk about Jamie Foxx. Yeah, and um, oh, but you mentioned the debate. Okay, quick thing I got to say is I like I, as of now he's saying he won't be there because in order to be the debate. You have to find the RNC contract, and the contract states that um, <laughs> you must endorse whoever the RNC uh, nominee is, the Republican yeah. nominee. Must endorse the nominee. Yeah, and right now he's saying he's not going to sign it. So, you know, yeah. obviously things can change or whatever. Maybe the, the uh, uh, RNC will go easy on him or, you know, change the contract. But as of right now, like, he's not going to be the debate. He'll debate and he'll agree to it and then he'll just not do it. That's all. Well, you but, know, it, but it won't Trump. matter if he's the nominee. Like if he's if he's not the nominee, then it becomes an issue, right? Yeah, if he's not the nominee, but it's not an issue. If he's not the nominee, he won't endorse the winner, and no one can do anything about it. No one will really care. Well, no, yeah. actually, because so obviously, you know, me and you haven't read the contract. We we don't know what's in it exactly, except mm-hmm. that it just states that they must endorse the nominee. Yeah, you promised to do it, but doesn't mean you can't go back on your promise. Yeah, no, I'm well. I, I think it's pretty legally tight, and I'll oh, it's not legally. Yeah, they'll indict him. Oh, no, no, Mike, Mike okay, let me explain myself. Okay, because Tulsi, because you know how Tulsi Gabbard hates the Democratic Party. You know, I, I you know, yes. we, we all know this, and obviously they yeah. hate her. You know, they Hillary Clinton called her a Russian agent or whatever many times. But dude, even she, and she signed the contract when she ran last time in 2020, and she even even she endorsed Joe Biden. And said, oh, yeah, he's the better candidate, blah, 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 X, Y, Z. So if Tulsi Gabbard is endorsing the Democratic nominee, that means that contract must be airtight, man. Like, like, like she, uh, her, uh, Trump, and, you know, in this case, at 24, would probably get sued a right, lot. No, 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 because the only thing they could do is it's, it's basically you. not let you run in that party again. Tulsi well, they could care. sue you, too, which is, pro- I'm guessing that's why Tulsi Gabbard endorsed Biden. I mean, did this is Trump's last chance, so he could give a big fu on the way out. Doesn't matter, really. Yeah, I'm just saying, man. I think that contract's airtight because why else would Tulsi Gabbard endorse uh, the Democratic? Because she's not a dick like Trump is. <laughs> and I'm telling you, it's that she is a woman is of her word. Airtight. Trump is not a man of his word. You don't know by now that Trump's not really a man of his word. That he wants you well, to keep your word to him. No, what I'm saying you know. is, I'm saying is, if he. Uh, breaks and he can get sued which is what happens in any con you know that somebody breaks you know like if, whether it's in a corporate okay join the litany of uh, lawsuits against donald trump that'll be lawsuit number 127 yeah mike I, I, i'm not saying that things can't change i'm just saying as of right now as of oh, today but who cares with him he, 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 he'll do all. what he wants to do trump as long you know what as long as he's not the nominee i don't care if he endorses DeSantis after or not i don't care I don't well yeah as of right now he won't be at the debate so the uh, hope I'm not that, sure that DeSantis will want Donald Trump's endorsement in the general election. He needs to win over Democrats and independents in the general election. So I don't think he cares much about Trump's endorsement. You miss mm-hmm. it when they were best friends? Uh, they were never really best friends. You know what I mean? I mean. They, you know, it's, politically, they were getting it worked out uh, for them at the time, right? So Yeah, when it uh, you know, benefited their political aspirations. Yeah, Karthik, I like you. It's not politics. I genuinely like you. Yeah, Micah, and I, I like you too, which is why I put up with your boring-ass monologue. <laughs> I always got to do my 10 minutes. Sometimes it's uh, longer. 
Okay, I'm going to go, man. Is there anything else you want to say? Yeah, okay, go ahead. Have a good weekend. Okay, see ya. Go see some movies. Go see some movies. No, I, I'm going to see Sleeping Beauty tonight. See go ahead. Go to Hugh Carthy. And with that, he goes away, as always. Okay. All right. Um, yes, Daniel says there's a uh, Tom Cruise factory in Des Moines. Is there really? Is that true? I think that's, I think that's real news. Yeah, there's a Tom Cruise factory in Des Moines. Bill, I'll get you in a second. Uh, I'm going to set up one more story for you so there's more to talk about. Um, okay, yeah, this is a good one. I think you'll like this. So we know that Jamie Foxx was forced to take the vaccine uh, in order to work on a movie, right? So he gets the vaccine, and his friends say shortly after, like days or weeks, he has this medical event, which we don't know exactly what it is. So A.J. Benza said that uh, on the Dr. Drew show <clears throat> that it was either some kind of a stroke or a blood clot or something like that. And it's this all this secrecy shrouded around Jamie Foxx. We don't know. We don't get to see him. Look, once again, this is such bullshit. We always see people, especially celebrities, when something happens to them. We just saw with Jeremy Renner. Jeremy Renner was like crushed to death and he's taking video of himself like three days later, right? So where's the photos of Jamie Foxx? Where's the videos of him like smiling with two thumbs up? Does that mean he can't even smile and put two thumbs up? So it's very bizarre. It's very, very odd. We've got nothing for like two and a half months. No photos, no videos, just like hearsay, like from his daughter saying, oh, he's playing pickleball. Well, why not put out a video of him playing pickleball? So I think, Bill, I think uh, this is why I'm leading into you with this. I think you had said a couple of weeks ago that you believed that the movie company probably put the arm on him, right, and said, don't say anything or you're toast, right? And so, in other words, don't say that the vaccine did it. We forced you to get it. And that's why this happened to you. If you say that, if you go public with that, you're never going to work again, right? We're going to blacklist you. So now his one of his representatives comes out and says, and this is written in this ridiculous thing called Wonderwall. I don't even know what this is. This is not a real news outlet, but this is some. So this is how they write it up. An, unsubstanti- an, uh, an unsubstantiated, now viral claim, Jamie Foxx in recent health crisis was caused by a COVID vaccine is completely inaccurate, the actor's representative told NBC in a report published on Wednesday. The rumor reportedly came out of gossip columnist A.J. Benza, appeared on the Dr. Drew podcast, and after Jamie's family announced he'd been hospitalized with an undisclosed medical complication. At that point, Jamie had been out of the hospital for weeks, in quotes, and was recovering well, according to an Instagram post from his daughter, Corrine Fox. That was an Instagram post from his daughter, but there's no video or photo of Jamie Fox, right? Recovering well. There you go. AJ, however, claimed on the podcast that somebody in the room told him Jamie had suffered a blood clot in his brain after he got the shot and that he was now partially paralyzed and blind. Uh, AJ never backed up the claim, but conspiracy theorists, far-right commentators, and celebrities like John Rich shared it wildly on Twitter. The COVID-19 here, and this is, this is the pattern. This is how you know this is all fake news, okay? So it's, it's interesting how they're interested in how AJ Benza didn't back up the claim but they don't care at all. There has not been a photo or a video or anything of Jamie Foxx published in the last two and a half months. That doesn't matter. So we're to believe 
what Jamie Foxx's daughter and the rep says, but not to believe what A.J. Benza says, even though if A.J. Benza is not providing any proof that the direct proof that the calf, that the that the uh, blood clot was from the shot, then the rep and Jamie Foxx's daughter have not provided any proof that Jamie Foxx is OK. So but they don't care about that part. And here's the paragraph that they add to this, which is not even necessary. Really, they made their point. Right. The COVID-19 vaccines available in the U.S., none of which have been linked to blood clot. This like comes from this is like the straight from the CDC. This isn't from this writer, whoever this person is. I love this thing when it's just the the editors. The story is by the Wonderwall editors. No name editors. The COVID-19 vaccines available in the U.S., none of which have been linked to blood clots, lie, are proven to be safe and effective. Lie. Blood clots were linked to the Johnson & Johnson vaccine, and they were extremely rare potential side effect within two weeks of vaccination only. Where did they get that from? Lie. About 60 cases of a clotting disorder reported out of 18 million vaccinations. Lie. Before it was suspended in the U.S., according to a May 2023 Yale Medicine report. In fact, researchers have found contracting a COVID infection promotes formation of blood clots. Lie. According to Yale Medicine cardiologist Young Chun. Young Chun says that COVID causes blood clots. Okay. So these are, this is all total lie and propaganda. It's 100% lies, 100% propaganda. But as I've said many times, until we punish the people who have been spreading these things for the last three years, until we punish the people who destroyed us, they'll keep doing this. They'll keep rubbing it in our faces that they can lie and lie as much as they want, put as much propaganda out there, and we can't do a fucking thing about it. So with that... Bill, how are you? Mike, I just read an, uh, Dr. Peter McCullough testified in front of the Pennsylvania Senate. I just got an email. I'm subscribed to him. So I put the link in the, uh, in the chat and, uh, I think you'd be interested in this. So the update is, um, uh, the U.S. design and blueprint of SARS-CoV-2 from Burick at all at the University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill, funding by the NIH and outsourcing of the research plans by the EcoHealth Alliance to the Wuhan Institute of Virology in Wuhan. So this is just confirmation of where it started, Chapel Hill, North Carolina. You right. see what I mean? Yeah. Then, two, the COVID vaccine injury syndrome. There are four major components, cardiovascular, neurological, thrombotic, and immunological. Um, Then there's some questions. This is an outline of the talk. There's a video, and I put the, uh, for Dr. Dr. Peter McCullough's substack. So, you know, of course, shedding. They want to know about risk-benefit analysis of COVID-19 vaccines, failure of vaccine efficacy, reasons why SARS-CoV-2 was credited in global research. Of Anyway, it goes on. It got cut off the uh, copy text, um, you know, when I did it. Um, because the, uh, the, the, the thing here is the other thing that came out was batch-dependent. Um, it appears that Generally speaking, there are three different 
that what they're finding is results from batches. And Steve Kirch was talking about this uh, many, I, I don't remember the number of months because it's all, I can't believe we're th- over three years into this, right? We're, yeah. we're, we're three and a half yep. years into this. Yep. Um, so I, I can't give you a timeline on that. But I remember Steve Kirch was citing that quite a while back. It's all a blur. I'm going to say maybe 18 months ago or something. You know, he was kind of going to beat on it. Remember Brett Weinstein and Steve Kirsch and Malone, the first yeah. talk that was yeah. like five hours? Absolutely. Yeah. And that got banned, like, you know, even from YouTube. Remember that five-hour talk? Next thing you know, you were only able to find a section of it. So, um, and Dr. So apparently, uh, there's one batch that has very, very little effect at all, kind of as if, almost as if you took saline. Second batch has mild effects. The third batch is, is, uh, the one that causes a major, uh, myocarditis, you know, pericarditis, um, right. yeah, yeah, blood clots. And he's saying the blood clots are like a rubbery blood clot. You know, it's totally unnatural, not what they're used to seeing. And that the spike protein is also something that the body has no enzymes to break down. Right. Um, he did mention that um, there's a Japanese derivative of a soy, fermented soy. Uh, I'm oh, not natikinase, natikinase, I think it's pronounced. And the Japanese have been using it for years um, to help uh, uh, with heart um, because it, it uh, prevents clotting and it's supposed to be beneficial for the heart. But apparently this is, they're trying to develop, um, they have no money. Here's the thing. They have no money allocated of, to develop protocols for the vaccine injured. And, uh, but there's doctors around the country that of course Peter McCullough is involved and connected to. Uh, so this natokinase, uh, N-acetylcysteine, Bromelain, just off the top of my head, watching the video, I'm trying to remember some of the natural, actually some natural protocols uh, that they find helps dissolve the spike protein, which is the source of the problem. So I just, you know, obviously uh, he mentioned that the uh, pre-COVID, uh, the cardiac uh, events for athletes, uh, both professional and, and semi-pro all throughout Europe was like 29 events a year. And after the vaccine, it's up to 283 a year, almost a tenfold increase. Wow. So the idea is then you, then you, then you get this misinformation, disinformation from the mainstream, uh, bullshitologists out of whatever university they want to pull it out of their ass. You know what right. I mean? Right. It's but very, you know- Go ahead, I'm but sorry. What's what's criminal, really criminal, Bill, yeah. is that after all this time, after all we've talked about this, you've talked about this a million times, I've talked about this a million times, Daniel, others have talked about it a million times, mm-hmm. that they still, in on June of 2023, have the balls to put that kind of stuff in a article. I know it's not a real news agency, but still, to put that these vaccines are safe and effective. Oh my in god! Those, in those, it's 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 just it's shocking. Mm-hmm. It's shocking. This is the but propaganda. Was, I'm sorry. Go ahead. They safe and effective. Effective at what? Safe at what? Wait, effective. Just let's take the effective part, Bill. Effective at what? 
I don't know. It works at the speed of science. Remember that lady from uh, Pfizer that testified in front of the EU and they were asked, us, did yeah. you test to see if it stops transmission? Um, no, we were moving at the speed of science. Newspeak, Oceana, 84. Yeah. Right, right. Exactly. Exactly. You know, but once again, it, look, we're not punishing the people who did this to us. So these people are going to continue to say this stuff that's not true. Right, mm. they're just not because they have not been shown that those people lied and they were punished for lying, and so they're going to continue to lie and lie and lie. And this is the way it'll go down in history, Bill. That's what's going to happen if we don't punish these people. This vaccine is going to go down in history as being safe and effective when it's incredibly unsafe and the ineff- most ineffective vaccine ever known to mankind. Well, but you have Dr. Peter McCullough here, he's in front of the Pennsylvania um, Senate. And he's testified many times, even several months into this. I remember him, like you said, we've, we've heard him. He, by the way, for people who may not know when they listen to this, he's got over a thousand publications. He's the most published uh, cardiologist in the world, mm-hmm. you know, peer reviewed. This guy is like the expert of experts. And he got kicked off Twitter, you know, kicked off Facebook. Uh, uh, actually got sued by Texas A&M Baylor that he not use their name anymore in reference to, you know, because, of course, that's where he was out of. Right. Um, of course, they dropped that lawsuit eventually. But I, this is uh, like uh, Joseph Latipos said, the FDA is and the CDC are completely corrupt, the uh, Surgeon General of Florida. And the sad thing is that this is the propaganda campaign after Jamie Foxx gets injured. Right? Of course. Right. Now they got to cover with the propaganda campaign coming from their mouthpieces, Pfizer, sponsored by Pfizer. And this, oh, oh, now, of course, uh, Dr. John Campbell, who I know you're familiar with. Yeah. Um, uh, apparently, oh my God, this uh, vaccine passport, um, you know, the World Health Organization, they're, they're steaming right ahead with, um, the international health regulation amendments. And this idea of this one health, uh, program and, and all, all the bodies are behind it. The UN, the European Union, um, of course, the CDC, um, and I, this has been an abject failure that has had millions of vaccine injuries across the, the world. If, because we know this because according to, what was it? The, the Harvard, Pilgrim study on VAERS, the vaccine events, uh, the vaccine adverse events reporting system that goes back like two decades that VAERS only catches 1%. Right. That's what, why when you see articles like that written with this bullshit that there were only yes. cases of blood, of blood clots reported, these people, they either, they either know they're lying or they're just complete morons, willful, ignorant morons, right? Well, well I think they're paid to lie. Well, of course, <laughs> that also. Yeah. Well, they're part of the, the media. They're part of the right. they're part of the dem- liberal democratic media mm-hmm. who want to push that narrative. That's mm-hmm. it. You know, yeah, they want to push that narrative no matter what. Yeah. yeah, and Congress, having studied the, the results of the VAERS and gotten the reports, you know, from the Harvard Pilgrim study, issued millions of dollars to update VAERS, and it was never done because it's not in the vaccine company's best interest. Right. Follow the money. Exactly. And so this is, we're living, obviously, in, in you know, like you talk about, 
the Brave New World, Albert Huxley. Uh, it's Albert Huxley. I'm trying to remember his first name. Um, you remember we were talking about Brave New World the other night yeah. and, and Orwell 84. Uh, it's, you know, and it, it, as I was listening to Dr. Peter McCullough, I had a visceral reaction because my good friend Chris, who's grew up working with us at the bike shop, Chris Mandel, about, uh, Chris was, uh, what, 12 years younger than me. And after his second shot, he died of a massive coronary in the 7-Eleven parking lot. Talked to his mom later. Oh, he was dead before he hit the ground. He never put his hands out. He had no comorbidities. None. Zero. He's down to his high school weight, and my stepsister's daughter died in her sleep. She had that sudden death, adult death syndrome. She, had, she was 38 years old, Mike. She was a great little athlete her whole life. And she got the second shot. About 10 days from one another, I, I get emails from my brother, Ricky. And I get an email first, Chris passed away. Because I haven't, you, you've heard this before, but any listeners, it's so upsetting because I haven't, Chris used to visit me, I don't, I'm housebound disabled, you know, a couple, couple times a month and we talk once or twice a week because of course, you know, I've known him since we were, you know, I was in my mid twenties and he was younger and, and, uh, like a brother to me. And uh, a younger brother. And, and then about 10 days after I get the email f- from my actual brother, Ricky, then I get an email again that, that Chris had died. I said, Ricky, do you realize they both got the vaccine because of the, you know, he goes, Oh my God. He's like, and like Ricky was out where Gav, pretty boy Newsom is CEO of a winery. And, you know, he, what was he going to do? He had to, Go along. I, I, he, he, he asked me actually to stop emailing him all the information. I kept hitting him with information. Look, you're CEO. You got to do something. You got to communicate this to your HR department, you know, da, 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 da. And he's got kids and grandkids. And he just finally said, please stop emailing me. And we stopped communicating. Right. Because right. he was in, caught in the middle. Right. What's he going to do? I don't know. I, he won't talk to me anymore. This is what happens, right? You, you've been estranged from friends and family. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. This is yeah. just so destructive. It's enraging. You know, I'm kind of contain my anger. You know what I mean? And so if I seem to be, but I needed to recount that after it's so triggering to read this. It's all the emotions come up again. You know, that, that, that my loved ones are gone and I'm estranged from friends and family. For just trying to stop people from getting more vaccines, you know, and then you have this propaganda coming out after Jamie Foxx. And so it's always covering up. And we're like, no, 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 that's not true. Dr. Peter McCullough, you know, you know, Dr. Pierre Corey, Dr. Paul Merrick, we're trying to point out the facts. Dr. Michael Yegan, you know, people don't want to hear it. They think you're nuts, you know, uh, I don't know, Mike. How do you feel? What does it trigger things for you? I mean, when you, when you know what they're doing after Jamie Foxx gets injured, they, they got to cover their ass and put out more propaganda. Yeah, of course. Well, I think what we talked about, what you had put your, the finger on was that the movie company yeah. probably said, play ball with us yeah. and everything will be fine. We'll take care of everything. Yeah. We'll take care of the medical stuff, whatever you need. Sure. Okay. And you'll be acting in in no time. But if you say anything, if you come out and say that you believe this vaccine caused this and we made you do this and you won't ever work again. Yeah, That's all. Yeah. I mean, these movie companies are like a mafia. Oh, they are. Yeah, they're very powerful. Very powerful. 
So there's no doubt they got to him. They got to his family. They got yep. to his representatives. And they're all yep. in line. That's why everyone connected with him, who's close to him, is in line. Because yep. they don't want to fuck his career over. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Right. And you have the guy who knows the truth because he got a leak. And they're going to portray right. him as exactly. being like... So that's, that's like... See, that's like they that that shit rag wonder wonder ball wonder wall whatever the fuck it is uh-huh. they they say AJ Benza is a, go- a gossip columnist yeah of course down but AJ Benza is actually doing what they should be doing and everyone mm-hmm. else which is real fucking journalism right that's not gonna happen oh what a tragedy I mean the the, the number this is I know and and uh, who was this I'm so upset right now the Andrew Bridgen the MP of the UK, who's he's got a degree, college degree, and 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 related to virology. I forget the specifics. Right. He got kicked out of the Tory party for quoting a cardiologist that saying that this is the biggest crime against humanity since the Holocaust, and it's indeed is because if you run the numbers like you and I just talked about, you multiply. What the, the yellow card system or VAERS accounts for, which is a fraction of what the actual injuries and, and comorbidities are and, and, uh, you know, actual deaths. Right. Uh, that's an accurate thing to say. It's definitely the worst crime against humanity for, since the Holocaust. And so he gets kicked out of the Tory party. Can you imagine? The conservative insane. party. I know. I know. It is totally insane. Really and where's Rand Paul in this? Why isn't he being, I mean, I know he's been pretty hard charging, but why can't he rally allies? Well, we've got Ron Johnson, right? He's been up front leading this all along. Right. And Rand Paul. But uh, they're like, you hear them, we hear about them, and then we hear about DeSantis and Joseph Latipo. But honestly, who else do we hear about uh, who's a governor and or a legislator, can you think anybody else? Like, no. like leading to that? No. There's very few people, there are very few people out there. Yeah. There really are. There are very few people out there who are continuing to talk about this. Yeah. You know, and I think everyone's getting a little complacent because they feel like it's over. Yeah, but it's not because we know. Right. Yeah. We know the catastrophic contagion. They've got all tabletop out. Fauci said by the end of 2024, we'll have another one and it's going to be much scarier. You know, like Bill Gates said, remember when he was talking to Melinda Gates and Bill Melinda Gates? Do you remember the, I, I, the scene where he's talking about the vaccines and well, the next one will get their attention and they turn and they smirk at one another and then at the cameras. Do you remember that scene? Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. Disturbing. Yeah. It's like, what are you laughing and smiling about that the next one will get their attention? You mean it'll be more deadly? How about when Bill, Bill Gates said, we take little kids and we shoot them right in the arm with GMO products. Remember? It was like he can't help himself. Every now and then it comes out how diabolical this man is in his own expression. I think even Bill Gates, though, had said something how the vaccines didn't do what we thought they would do. Well, yeah. After he made tenfold the amount of money he put yeah, into it. Yeah, no, yeah, but he's one of the few who have actually said that, that the vaccine didn't do what we said they were going to do. No one else is saying that, really. You That's know, true. Give, I, I hate the guy, but give him a little bit of credit, at least for that. You know, yeah, but like, the, you know why he did that? Because he pulled, he sold, and then he wanted to sell his uh, uh, drop nose drop thing that was supposed to inhibit, you know, transmission. That's why yeah. he did that. Yeah, <laughs> you know? well, I would say, okay, Bill, thank you for admitting guilt. Now, jail for 10 years. That's yeah, I no saying. shit. 
Yeah, it's like, a, it's like someone who murders someone. If yeah. they say I'm guilty, it doesn't mean you know you don't go to jail. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you still go to jail even if you admit guilt. So, yeah, you know we give yeah, you a few years off for not putting us for not lying about it and saying you weren't guilty, but you're still going to go to jail. Oh, but Mike, what we're going to do is the international health regulations, they're baked in the amendments unless they're voted down. You see what I mean? They already approved of them. And then by, I think, the end of 2024, I forget the vote date, unless they're voted against. But none of the member nations are going against it. Why? Because of the money. It's all about the money. It's like the stronghold that the IMF has. Well, basically now you've got the World Health Organization. Oh, you want to get funded? You want this program, that program? It's all about the money. And if you don't go along, uh, meh, you pull a rug out from under, you know. That's <laughs> yeah, true. It's absolutely yeah. true. Yeah. You know, hey, Bill, let me let me get to Oh, Daniel. I have one more comment. Go ahead, go ahead. Please, let me when they're getting. Now, so we know we have confirmation that Tom Cruise, they have lookalikes. Remember? Yeah. They, we, you just you started the show with that. Oh, so you're talking about the Biden lookalike. How many does Biden have? That's the next question. Well, Where's the clone factory? As funny yeah. of a kid as he is, uh, he might mm-hmm. have something talking about this plastic surgery. Where I, either, we talked about this last night. Come on. Yeah. I mean, where they. <laughs> You know, they incentivize these guys to to look like Tom Cruise because there's no way you 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 could not have that happy coincidence where three people look exactly like Tom Cruise and they have to be top you know stunt guys. It's impossible. Yeah, but I mean, that's automatically <laughs> it's impossible. That's a no brainer if you're about his height and yeah. certain characteristics his build, and you you want to get into the movie business, you know he's a mega star and he's still fairly young. So yeah. that's a no-brainer. I mean, you have a little plastic surgeon. Plastic surgeons in Hollywood who will do that kind of stuff. Yeah, but not to mention, he's also doesn't. I mean, let's face it, he doesn't have any. How can I say? There's certain people who have very unique characteristics of their face. His face is not extremely characteristic. I mean, he's, obviously, he's, everybody finds him to be a great star and whatever attractive. But I mean, he doesn't have uh, any distinctive different characteristics like let's say if you want him to look like that look like uh who was that guy out of new york stern howard stern yeah you're not going to find a whole lot of people without some serious plastic surgery to have a snazola like howard stern well maybe you would i don't know but, no, but it, is, it is but it's pretty amazing though that that's kind of crazy creepy science fiction stuff bill where they'll do plastic surgery to make you look like an actor i mean that's crazy <laughs> it's really it you we know what I know, Mike. What's even more crazy is maybe they're. No, I'm just kidding. They they, know, they make they make clones for for they've made animal clones. We know that, right? Yeah. With sheep and stuff like that, yeah. right? So they have the technology. Well, and of course, Hollywood the cons- has the mm-hmm. money to do it, and the government certainly has the money to do it. If you're going to do plastic surgery to look like a president or something, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. You know, so there you go. You look. We're starting to put two and two together here. You never know. <laughs> We're a little too old, Mike. We're too old to have plastic surgery to look like yeah. anyone famous. Well, We're over the hill. Say, Bill, I can see the upside. Mm-hmm. What's that, Mike? I can see the upside of having doubles to look like Tom Cruise. Right. But I can't see the upside to having doubles to look like Joe Biden. <laughs> Well, well, come on. I mean, the, 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 of course there is, because this way, he, when he's the real Joe Biden is probably too senile to go before the camera. Let's be honest. The way he was 
managing himself several years ago, I bet we, we don't see the real Joe Biden. He probably can barely, I don't know, that's my opinion. So they have this lookalike guy who goes out and gives speeches now. And every now and then he's got to act a little disheveled and disorientated, otherwise it wouldn't pull off. If he looked super sharp all of a sudden, he was just rolling like he had no disability whatsoever. So he's got to turn around and shake the, the air. You know what I mean? Or maybe that's a real Joe Biden every now and then they plug him in. Who knows? I don't know. We know it doesn't matter. He doesn't run the country anyway. It's everybody behind him. We know that whoever's president. It's all the cabinet that is chosen by the banks, the international banking cartels. Who, that's right. who chooses the president. Yeah. Ultimately. No, it's true. And that, that's, yeah. that's, you know, what it comes down to is that it's the, it's the banking cartel that runs everything. Yeah. You know, but, <clears throat> you know, but look, I think that, you know, as far as Joe Biden goes, we have a situation where if if you're going to make let's just let, let's go into let's go into conspiracy theory land for a second. Sure. If you're going to make a double, a body double or someone who looks like Joe Biden or whatever, wouldn't you make them a lot more cognizant than this thing is? <laughs> but, that, but, but you can't you see that there'll be too big of a contrast. You have to have the the stand in act semi he has to have some of the same characteristics the stutter the you know forgetfulness otherwise you're like hey what well, how did he get so much more acute it'd be too obvious you see what i mean you yeah, got the, that's, true. <clears throat> that's very true you're right yeah. you have to have some kind of consistency right yeah yeah you couldn't you couldn't give him like the brain of like a 40 year old no <laughs> no it wouldn't work real well would it you know? yeah. but i was telling you there was something I saw when, when the, the, call it the it, it looks like was getting vaccinated. You know, Joe Biden's hair is white and it's thin, right? This particular photo, the hair on the guy's arms is dark, like all dark. There's no gray. That's, and it's fairly thick. Yeah. And so that was pointed out in that photo. This isn't the real Joe Biden. It can't be because how can you have that kind of hair? You know, that, I mean, he's 80 years. How old is he now? You know, 80. Yeah. So it's highly unlikely. That the hair in his arms, I mean, literally, like, could have been any 45-year-old arm hair, you know, fairly thick, black. It, there was right. no light gray, so that's where I was. And plus the, the earlobe. The roaches were up to my legs. It was like roaches. That, oh, God. God. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, made me, you had to make me think of that, right? You had to remind me of that. And the kids are like, what is he talking about? What is this crazy guy talking about? Oh my God. Isn't it a sad state of affairs that that guy was a pathological liar in the Senate? You know, actually caught lying through his teeth, being mocked by TV anchors at the time, you know, on the big three. And, and it's like they were talking about how he's just kind of committed political suicide. Do you remember, remember seeing highlights or lowlights of that? I do more recently. People would pull it up every now and then, Jimmy Dore or whatever, and say, look, this is who Joe Biden is. This is who he's always been. And that guy failed upwards and failed upwards and failed upwards all these decades and now became vice president and president. That, that is a sad state of affairs. That is highly reflective that any stooge who's going to do the bidding of the international banker cartels can become president of the United States. Right? Yeah, anybody. Yeah. I, yeah, of course. Yeah. Right. No Unbelievable. You know. Hey, Bill, thanks for the call. Yeah, uh, good talking to you. Have a great weekend, Bill. You too, brother. All right. Okay. <clears throat> Where'd Daniel go? Did Daniel disappear? Did we bore Daniel to death? Maybe he'll come back.
you'll come back. Um, let's see. Well, you don't want to get into a little bit DeSantis. Um, like I said, the situation with the Blue Jays pitcher who placated the woke left and apologized when he shouldn't have apologized for criticizing the trans crap and the, the wokeness. And they made him apologize. They made him apologize to keep his job. And then they got rid of him anyway, because it's never good enough. Remember, you cannot give them an inch. You cannot placate them. You can't. You have to simply go through them. And the same goes with for DeSantis and uh, Donald Trump and Trump supporters. So look at this. <clears throat> so Donald Trump gets indicted. Okay, this happened before. This happened the first time Donald Trump was indicted. They want DeSantis to be his lawyer. Like, that's DeSantis's job. And now Trump gets indicted the second time, but this time, of course, DeSantis is a candidate when this happens. So DeSantis, being a good guy, comes out and says this. The weaponization of federal law enforcement represents a moral threat, mortal threat to a free society. We have for years witnessed an uneven application of law depending upon political affiliation. Why so zealous in pursuing Trump, yet so passive about Hillary or Hunter? DeSantis tweeted about two hours after the news. The DeSantis administration will bring accountability to DOJ, excise political bias, and, and weaponization once and for all. So <clears throat> he, he backs Trump. Right. He says this is a this was a, a, a political weapon, basically. Right. They're using the Justice Department and these indictments as a political weapon. And when I'm president, because, of course, he's running for president and believes he will be. You don't run for president unless you believe you're going to be president. And he says he'll end this kind of thing. Well, it's perfectly fine, normal statement. Right. But not to the Trump cult. The Trump cult is not good enough. It's not good enough. This is, this is the Trump cult's reaction. DeSantis condemns the Trump indictment and uses it to campaign for himself. So you heard what I just said, right? DeSantis posted a statement about the weaponization of federal law enforcement to his Twitter account on Thursday evening. So they go on to say exactly what I just said. But then they say DeSantis quickly switched gears to campaign for himself. And then they print the line about the DeSantis administration will bring accountability to justice. Um, this is how insane these people are. This is how insane these people are. That DeSantis backing Trump up right away, saying as a political witch hunt, is not enough. But he campaigned for himself by saying that his administration will stop this kind of thing. Let me ask you, let me ask these Trump cultist lunatics two questions. One is, would Trump have done the same for DeSantis? And we know the answer is no, because he's condemning him and blasting him and lying about him every chance he gets. And this is not just Trump, but the cult. Remember, the cult takes on the personality of the cult leader. The cult leader expects one way loyalty. And so the cult expects one-way loyalty. DeSantis needs to back up Trump, uh, can support Trump, but Trump does not need to return that at all, right? The cult leader doesn't need to return it, okay? And on top of this, let me ask question number two. Who is DeSantis supposed to campaign for? Trump? He's running for president of the United States. He is a competitor of Trump's now, okay? 
Trump is his opponent in this primary. We rarely in primaries see one opponent saying anything positive or backing the other opponent on anything whatsoever. Yet DeSantis, because he's a mensch, did that because he believes the same thing I said, two things at the same time, that this is exactly weaponization of federal law enforcement. It's a witch hunt and it's wrong. At the same time, he is the better candidate than Donald Trump. One of the reasons being all of this baggage that Donald Trump has that he doesn't have. Once again, it wasn't good enough. Think of how insane these people are. They're as insane as their leader. He comes out and he defends him right away. But God forbid, he says, that when he's president, he couldn't say that. He's not allowed to say when he's president. This is how fucking insane these people are. And it's once again why you can't give the cult, the left cult of wokeness, the right cult of Trump. They have a lot in common. They don't want to talk about this, each cult, but they do. You can't give them an inch. You can't give them any satisfaction whatsoever. You must go through them. You can't bend the knee to them. You can't tip the hat to them. You have to go through them. And I hope Ron DeSantis has learned a lesson from this. Not that I think he was wrong with coming out and uh, denouncing the indictment, but indictment, but maybe we can't do that anymore while our opponent is still alive and kicking. Once our opponent is dead and buried, then we can do all of that we want, right? We can say, oh, look, we see this with sports teams, right? When they're competing, they're competing. They don't say nice things about each other. Often they say things to antagonize each other. When it's over, they shake hands. Hockey, they have the line, the hockey, the, 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 the handshake line. And then they say how great their opponent was, what a great season they had, what a great competitor they were, how tough it was once it's all over. So I think that's the way DeSantis may have to go from here on in. You have to go through the Trump cult. You have to go through them, run them, destroy them. I don't give a fuck what they're going to do in November of 2024. You have to destroy them. You can't give them an inch. You can't give the woke cult an inch, and you can't give the Trump cult an inch. And this is proof of that. And so the Washington Examiner writes today, conservatives, aren't you sick of Trump's nonsense? This is from uh, Tim Carney of the Washington Examiner. Maybe the federal charges against Trump will be as weak as Alvin Bragg's charges were. Certainly, President Joe Biden's Justice Department is politicized and weaponized. And maybe Trump didn't harm the country at all by taking and showing around secret or classified documents that didn't belong to him. But should Trump be convicted isn't the only question on the table these days for Republicans. A more operative question is, should we nominate this guy for president again? And I would answer that with one more question. Come on, aren't you sick of Trump's nonsense yet? The entire incident in which Trump brought presidential records to Mar-a-Lago obstructed the efforts by the federal authorities to regain them and reportedly waived the records which he admittedly were admitted were secret and not unclassified before journalists, reflects the reason he's unfit to be president and a terrible standard bearer for the party. First, treating presidential records as his own property is typical of Trump, who seemed to believe that the federal government was like the Trump organization, that the government belonged to him. Those records didn't belong to him. The Presidential Records Act states, the United States shall reserve and retain complete ownership, possession, and control of presidential records. Do presidents walk off with records at times? Yeah, but Trump didn't accidentally or thoughtlessly walk off with them. He stubbornly insisted they were his. The conservative view is that we have lots of laws that exist to constrain the government, including the president. 
Trump never accepted that. Second, Trump's absurd efforts to obstruct and cover up his taking these documents show how thoroughly he lacked decent counsel. By the time he left office, he had burned through every competent and knowledgeable attorney he could find. Don McGahn, Pat Cipollone, Bill Barr, etc. He was left with pillow salesmen and worse. Why? Because any qualified staffers he tried to hire quickly angered him by telling him that being president didn't give him absolute power to do with the federal government whatever he wanted. Consider this handicap when you consider a potential second Trump term. Trump term. He will be unable to surround himself with competent and ethical counsel, making him totally ineffective. Finally, this incident reflects how utterly self-serving Trump is. What the hell was he trying to accomplish by taking these documents and refusing to return them? Was it so he could... Uh, sorry, I lost my place here. Uh, or was it, was, it, was it so he could... Uh, grind some axes? Was it for his own amusement? At least when Ronald Reagan did his unethical stuff, he was trying to win the Cold War and rescue hostages. Trump did what he did for no concern for the fallout and with no greater good in mind. When the indictment comes down, we'll have a clearer picture of guilt or innocence. We don't have to wait, though, to have a clear picture of Trump's unfitness to lead. So I think that's a great article right there. It really is. And I saw people on Twitter saying, you know, this is this is it. We must back him. We must now back him. We cannot stand. We can let this stand. We can't let this stand. What does that mean? That means winning a primary? So what? And then he gets crushed in the general. How is that taking a stand? How is getting crushed again by 81-year-old Joe Biden of half a brain and 35% approval? How is that proving something? How is that winning? Once again... This is a cult. This is the cultist of cults. It really is. It really is. And it's truly amazing that you have very opposite camps in the woke COVID cult and the Trump cult. They don't really meet. They're totally different participants. But they are very cultish. You know, everything is about this man. Everything's about him. Just like with COVID, everything, COVID cult, everything was about COVID. It was COVID, 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 24-7, 365 with these people. That was their lives. Trump of these people's lives, everything about him. It's all encompassing. And for those of us who aren't part of that cult, just like those of us who weren't part of the COVID cult, were like, thought these people were totally insane, didn't understand them. The same goes for the Trump cult. We find these people very bizarre, very needy, uh, to have to need someone like this in their lives all the time. Um, And also Trump's ways and what he does. And as this article shows are so suffocating to most of us, we don't want to deal with this. We don't want to deal with this drama and stress for four more years, but these people can't get enough of it. So that's a problem. Just like look at the connections I'm making, just like the COVID cultists couldn't get enough of COVID. They don't want it to go away. They still don't. The Trump cultists can't get enough of him and don't want him to go away. The COVID cultists needed cult in their lives and the Trump cultists need cult Trump in their lives. It's like they are very empty, insecure people with actually no real lives of their own. And it leads to this, this very unhealthy behavior. It's incredibly unhealthy behavior to be able to have to focus on one thing, one person, one entity all the time. And 
it's it's incredibly healthy for them and it's incredibly unhealthy for the rest of us. It's incredibly unhealthy for society. But I just hope that Ron DeSantis has, uh, you know, learned his lesson about this. There's no need to give them an inch. Don't give them anything. Don't placate them. That's it. It might be time to pass statements like, trouble seems to follow Donald Trump around. Trouble and drama and soap opera seems to be synonymous with Donald Trump. And that cannot win again. And that cannot govern again. Maybe that's what he needs to start saying. And really, once again, no matter what he says, is not going to placate these people, just like the Blue Jays pitcher who is gone now after placating everybody. So what do you get for it? The Blue Jays pitcher gets unemployment and Donald and Ron DeSantis gets kicked in the ass again by Trump supporters. So don't give them anything. Make them, in other words, if they're going to be pissed off anyway, so get them really pissed off. Give them a reason to be pissed off at you, right? This is a fight. This is a battle. It's time to go to war with these people, and it's time to defeat them by going through them and destroying them. And that's the way it has to be from this point out. <clears throat> yeah, so this Blue Jays pitcher, it's the same deal, you know. He, they made him apologize, and then they got rid of him. The apology wasn't good enough. So why apologize? And why apologize for something he had nothing to apologize for? He didn't do anything wrong. He has a point of view. He has freedom of speech. And I, I, I agree. I happen to agree with what he said. But he shouldn't have apologized for sharing a Christian video and talking about Bud Light and their ridiculous connection to that thing, Mulvaney. There's nothing wrong with that. And it's amazing that the quote-unquote pride community is upset at someone like him. Instead of being upset at the trans, uh, the incredible small, incredibly small, minute, microscopic trans community who's destroying the pride community. Once again, the T, destroying the LGB. And these people are allowing it to happen. Decades of fighting, decades of bloodshed, decades of blood, sweat, and tears, decades of, of marches and, 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 and rallies in order to get rights. And they're letting it all go to shit because of this incredibly small 0.001% of the people. They should be mad at themselves for allowing that to happen. Not Mr. Bass, a pitcher in Canada. Come on. That's the, we have to learn. Don't bend the knee. Don't bend the knee. And proof that the trans community is destroying everything the gay community has worked for. California now, crazy California, has a bill where they want to punish parents who don't affirm their child's gender identity. Listen to this one. Sit down. A newly revised California bill would treat parents' refusal to affirm their child's gender identity as a violation of health, safety, and welfare in the context of custody disputes. The bill which has already passed the state assembly, would require judges adjudicating such disputes over transgender identifying children to favor the parent who affirms the child's preferred identity. Earlier this week, the authors released an updated version that specifically defines the health, safety, and welfare to a child to include a parent's affirmation of the child's gender identity. 
change that the bill's opponents worry will open the door to non-affirmation being treated as abuse. When you say that gender affirmation is in the child's best interest for health, safety, and welfare, it takes nothing to say non-affirmation is now abuse because you're not taking care of the health, safety, and welfare if you're not affirming them, said Aaron Fry, San Francisco attorney and co-lead of the Parent Coalition, Our Duty. Ah, the amended bill known as AB 97, the latest in a state of legislation, slate of legislation to enshrine left-wing gender ideology into California law. State Senator, good old Scott Weiner, the groomer himself, the groomer of groomers, who co-authorized AB 97 with Assemblywoman Lori Wilson, is simultaneously advancing a separate bill that would require foster parents to promise to affirm trans-identifying children. In 2022, introduced a first-in-the-nation law enshrining California as a haven where out-of-state minors can obtain sex changes without their parents' consent. Meanwhile, Texas Governor Greg Abbott declared last year that helping kids get sex changes is child abuse. Wilson's spokesman disputed that the latest rev- re- revision changes much about the bill and noted AB 957 only relates to family law, not criminal law. Wiener's office did not respond to requests for comment. Look at how look at how sick the state of California is. Look at how absolutely sick, twisted, demented, and disgusting the state of California is. And Scott Weiner, who's a really incredibly sick, twisted individual, a very sick man who who actually, because California is run by Democrats, has been able to get these laws that really just affirm his own crazy sick fetishes into law. Scott Wiener has turned his sick, twisted, demented fetishes into law. Do you understand that? Where else could that happen but California? Well, he knew he got into a place. It's like, it's like a, a, a child molester, right? They're so slimy and creepy and sociopathic. They know how to like get in with the, with, with the children. They know what to say, right? They know how to work them. They know how to fool them. This is the same with Scott Wiener. He is such a slimy, sociopathic son of a bitch that he knew the California legislature was a place where he could work these people, where he could manipulate them and get his six twisted sexual fetishes made into law. That's how sick California is, that one legislature, state legislator, who's a sick groomer, can get his actual fetishes, sexual fetishes, many of which hurt children, made into actual state law of the state that would be the fifth largest country in the world. That's what California is. That's what California has become. It's become a safe haven for the child molesters. It's become a safe haven for groomers. This is what's happened. So here's a law that's going to force people. Once again, this is the, the fascism of the left. Once again, the fascism of the crazy, sick, demented, twisted left, where they want to make parents do these things. They want to make a law. They can go to jail. They can lose their children foster parents won't get their kids if they don't affirm their children's sexual, their children's gender dysmorphia, their children's psychological illness, which, as Daniel and many have brought up, is basically societally driven now. It's, it's, a, it's a social contagion more than anything else. Right? It's spreading. It's a social contagion that's spreading. And so... It's a very, very sick place, California. It really is. It's a place where parents have no rights, where these sick, twisted individuals get to force their sexual fetishes on people, on children, on families, on parents. 
where people like Scott Weiner in government get to run your children's lives, get to decide what's best for your child, not you. You are just a conduit for his sick, twisted fetishes. That's all you are. You're not a parent. You have any rights. There's a right to do as he say, as says, as he mandates, as the California legislature makes into law, saying you must do what they do. You must do what they believe is best for your child, not what you believe is best for your child. And this is the state I live in, and you wonder why I have to, uh, you know, escape to Florida. This is what Gavin Newsom would consider freedom. You have the freedom to let the government decide what's best for your child. That's your freedom. Your freedom is that the government has, has the right to tell you what is best for your child. It's free. It's freeing, right? It's freeing of responsibility. That's what Gavin Newsom would say, right? It's freeing of responsibility. Let the government decide. Don't worry about it. They'll take care of it. They know what's best. They always know what's best, right? It's incredibly sick out there. It's getting, it's getting much, much, much sicker by the day. By the day. This is why Glenn Youngkin won. Of course, Virginia is not a nut state the way California is. Glenn Youngkin will never win in California. This is why Ron DeSantis won, but Florida is not a nut state the way California. Of course, DeSantis would never win in California. This is why they won, because their parents in normal places, normal people, not crazy leftist wackos, lefty wackos, want parents to decide what's best for their children. They don't want the government deciding. They don't want the government saying, we're going to force your children to be racists, right? We're going to force your children to learn about gender dysphoria and making it a normal thing. We're not going to let, we're not going to force your children. They don't want, they want the parents to decide what's best for their children, right? They want the parents to have a say in what's taught to their children. They want the parents to have a say in how their children develop and grow up. God forbid. Oh my God, God forbid. What a, what a horrible, horrible thing. A horrible, horrible thing. It's, a, it's, just, it, it, it's just the sickness is so pervasive in California. It's like there's really no end to it. And they, it keeps on getting sicker. People think it's a funny thing I say. It's, it's sick out there and getting sicker. But in California, it is. There's no normalcy in California. And they, they keep on pushing it because they keep on winning. They're able to get this stuff passed. No one tells them no. No one stops them from doing it. And so they're going to keep on taking more and more and more and more and more. Until someone puts their foot down and says, we're not going to have it anymore. Until someone finally puts their foot down and says, no, we are not going to allow this. We are parents. We're going to decide what's best for our children. Not you. Not the government. But the left never gets tired of their fascism. They never get tired of their authoritarianism. They never get tired of that dictatorial style where they say, no, we're the government and we're going to tell you what's best for you. I'm, the gov- I'm from the government, and I'm here to help you. Isn't that what the, the, 
Reagan said are the most dangerous words ever uttered. I'm from the government and I'm here to help you. 100% right. Not a huge fan of Reagan. A lot of things he did were wrong. But that statement is 100% correct. The statement should be, I'm here from the government and I'm here to hurt you. We've seen that over the last three years, right? I'm here from the government and I'm, he- I'm, I'm from the government and I'm here to hurt you. All right, let's see. I, like I said, I have no film review because I'm on vacation. And so I don't believe that you should go to the movies while you're on vacation, I think. Look, I'm in su- sunny, warm Southern Florida. And I'm, work- I- I'm walking more than ever before. It's amazing. I'm walking because, you know, it's, 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 always, it's nice to be able to go out at night without a jacket on, which is something you can't do in, in San Francisco, really, ever. Um, and so nice. So I just, you go out and you walk 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 on the beach. And it's nice to walk on the beach, look at the waves. It's nice. It's a good life here. This is why people like it here. You know, everything's so nice here. You just need a governor who's not going to fuck it up because there's so many nice things in place, right? The weather, the ocean, you have, uh, you know, great dining, you have great seafood, great nightclubs, great nightlife, a lot of good stuff, sports teams. So you just need a governor who's not going to fuck it up. And they finally found the governor who doesn't fuck it up. This, oh, there's one thing I want to end on. And it's, I'm walking on the beach, a little personal thing. I'm walking on the beach. And I see, now I'm in, I am in the free state of Florida. All right. So I'm walking on the beach and they're like these little shacks that sell water and stuff. And there are signs, and the signs say, we don't accept any kind of cash, only contactless payment. And I'm thinking to myself, you know what? I wish Ron DeSantis would stop that. Because this was a COVID thing, right, where these nut jobs thought that by touching a bill, you were going to die of COVID. This is how crazy these fucking people were, that you can get COVID from touching a bill. And so they said, okay, we're not going to touch bills during COVID, even though once again you can't suspend the constitution on a dollar bill i want you if you're if you have a dollar bill right now you can take it out and read it and it says this bill is 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 legal tender right for all payments public and private this is legal tender for all payments public and private now i remember someone talking about the hundred dollar bill a few years ago saying that's actually technically illegal for, you know, many stores won't take the $100 bill. And it's actually illegal for a store not to take a $100 bill because that's what it's in print for a reason, right? It's in print. And if it's not used, it's, it's like useless. So it's a $100 bill. And if you wanted to push it, you could actually say, you take the $100 bill or I get these items for free. This is legal tender. It doesn't say legal tender except for stores who don't take $100 bills. So I remember someone saying, a legal expert saying, if you ever, if you really wanted, not, most people don't push it, but if you really wanted to push it, you could, and you could force the store to take the money. But this is actually a hundred steps worse, right? This is we're not taking anything, no cash, no change, no coins, no nothing. And when you do that after a while, then money's not worth anything anymore. What's money worth? Only a Visa and MasterCard are worth anything, or American Express, right? So you're actually forcing people to get debit or credit cards, more likely credit cards and go into debt. I can understand not taking credit cards, which is perfectly fine. I've known of some places like restaurants who only take cash because you don't want to pay the fees. 
especially small businesses. The fees could be what, three, four percent. So they shouldn't be forced to take cards. But to not take cash, I think, should absolutely and probably technically is illegal. And it's once again part of that new world order, great reset, new normal that I don't believe should exist. We want normal normal. And if we have to force normal normal, then we should force normal normal. And I really think someone like DeSantis and a lot of Republican governors, Democrats never do it, but they should tell these stories. It's like, look, if you have a business, you got to take cash. If you don't want to take cash, do something else with your life. But this is ridiculous. This is contactless. What is the idea of contactless? Contactless, meaning you're afraid of contact, right? You're going to die from contact. We don't need that. We don't need that. We're well post-COVID now. We shouldn't have even allowed it during COVID. Because it's once again, it's, it's ridiculous, medieval, Neanderthalic, 13th century thinking that we were going to get the virus from touching a bill. Die of COVID from touching a $5 bill. This is part of the ridiculousness that happened over the last three years. But there's no reason why now they should not be accepting cash just the way they were in February, March of 2020. No one didn't accept cash, okay? Yes, once again, there were people who didn't accept cards, which is fine. But no one, post pre-COVID, no one didn't accept cash. And I, I, want, I want these businesses to be forced to take cash because we want the actual currency to be worth something. Worth something. And some people like using cash. It keeps them out of debt. They know how much cash they have to spend. And once they're out of it, they don't spend until they have more of it. Okay? So that's just a little pet peeve as I was walking around the beaches of, of free Florida. And I think normal Florida. Uh, people here haven't been wearing masks in, ye- in a year and a half, two years. Business has been open for over two, two, two and a half years now. It's normal. It's been normal for a while now. Let's get it totally back to normal. All right, Governor, if you're listening. Okay. All right. I want to remind everyone that uh, I am on vacation. I'm not quite sure what's happening next week, but it'll be on the schedule. Don't know the exact times I'll be on, but I'll try to be on. I'm trying to enjoy myself. I guess, what is this called? This is like a workman's holiday. It's a workman's holiday, you know. Um, But this past week, I've been doing the show from Miami, Miami, Florida, Miami, and uh, it's been fun. It's, it's nice here. It's, it's a great place. I mean, this was a nice place before. Uh, oh, Vlad, did you want to you want to get a word in at the end before the show ends? I haven't heard from you in a while. Hey, Vlad, what's what's going on? Hey, Vlad, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me, man? Can you hear me? I hope you're yep. enjoying your vacations, really, dude. I, uh, I, I kind of missed out a little bit on you. I, I would step in when I could, but I knew you were doing an 8 o'clock one. And I hope you're really enjoying uh, Miami, you're enjoying your vacations, and uh, drinking a lot of margaritas, you know, and, and cocktails and everything. I had, I've, is... had a, I've had a pina colada. I didn't have a margarita. There you go. Yeah. That's, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. As long as you're at the beach, just enjoying it, uh, you and your family, or you're with the guys, you know, yeah. looking at all the beautiful ladies walking around. Oh, Miami let me has tell a you. Lot of... <laughs> let me tell you, Southern Florida, like South Beach especially, is like... <laughs> Tons of eye candy. Oh my goodness! Wow. <laughs> and, and, and look at and look at my picture. I, I have to later on confess to God. You know, Lord, I would love to be taking Mike there. 
yeah. but you know you, you know what at least you're able to vacation dude enjoy your time man i i, I wanna when you come back obviously probably next week you're gonna go back to your regular schedule right yeah i'll go back when i'm back home i'll go back to my regular schedule I, I why, why even got really why even come back to california you're in the reddest state of all you're in the greatest state in florida if i didn't have to man I exactly have to, right you know, i yeah every time i leave it, california i don't want to go back <laughs> It's really tough. That flight back is tough. <laughs> and on the flight back to California, San Francisco, there's always yeah. a bunch of wackos who you know live in San Francisco. You know, wow. you know they're whacked out. So it's like, it's like you don't want to. Well, at least you know you're normal because if you don't feel homesick, at least that's something good. It's like you're like, oh, my. I'm leaving paradise for this. I know. For this, this, uh, this, this Democrat hellhole. This fake utopia where no, I don't, homelessness. I don't miss, I don't miss oh. the city of San Francisco. I don't miss the state of California. So it's you know it's and uh, and another thing the 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 beaches in the close to the bay any of the bays by San Francisco uh, it's not even you can't even get into it. It's cold, huh? <laughs> no, you can't. You can walk along the beach, but you can't go in the water unless you have a wetsuit. If you're if you're, wow. you know, if you're, a, if you're a surfer, wow, but wow. a wetsuit. What a major difference. What a major yeah, no, out here it's like people go into the water naked, basically. <laughs> exactly. Know? Yeah, it's nice. It's nice here. It's you can understand why people exactly. are happy here. Right? You know, you can understand it. It's easy. Well, anyway, Mike, I won't take most much of your time. Enjoy sure, your vacation. Man. Well Thank deserved. You. Thanks. And uh we'll be here, uh William you heard of and, and me and we're greatly waiting for you next week, right, man? Sounds good. How are you? Thanks, Vlad, I appreciate it. Thank you. Okay. All right. So thanks, Vlad. Thanks, everyone, for being with me on vacation this week. And I'll get to you next week. Have a good weekend, everyone. But until next week, this is uh, Micah Chopley. Oh, the name of the show is Unless Be Heard. I have to say that. And until next week, this is Micah Chopley reminding you that your influence counts. Use it.